Hi, we are the Rerouting Network, Angie, Essie, Inga and Lila, and today we're talking about Red, White and Royal Blue. I'm Inga. I'm Lila. And I'm Angie. The Red, so, White and Royal Blue. Yeah. I was going to ask, like, what what was your first time hearing about this? Was it the book? Was it the movie? Was it like a tag on Tumblr somewhere? Like, what's your, like, your intro to this, to this book? Um, and it- for me, it was at some point in early 2022, I think, I was looking for audiobooks and... And stumbled across it on Audible, I think. And then I, I read the description and, and thought it was really interesting. So I bought the audiobook and listened to it and got obsessed. So obsessed that it was around the time I started an internship. So I couldn't listen to it at work because that's not the kind of work where you could listen to, to audiobooks while doing that. So I ended up buying the Kindle book as well. So I could parallel read and listen to it because I could sometimes have like little minutes at work where I could read a little, but I didn't have chances to listen. So so I could listen in the car and read at work, which I probably shouldn't have done. But, you know, I think for me, I think I've seen it because when I got TikTok, quickly turned into book talk, which quickly led to the most popular books at the time, which was starting summer of 2022. It was literally last summer. And I was like, oh, this seems interesting. And then I had Audible at the time and I just pulled it up, listened to it in, a, in a, like two days. And it, it was it was fun to catch up and listen to. I had my qualms with some characters that we'll talk about later. A lot of people just bothered me off the gate, but the story was fun. And then later I found out it's based off of a social network fan fiction, which was very entertaining to me. It's We, we have to talk about that. It's based off of the social I network. I did not know that. That movie with Jesse Eisenberg and yep, Andrew it. Garfield. I was like, it's based off of a what? fan fiction. And then it makes sense because it's basically fan fiction coming to life. And I was going like, to say it's very tropey in that regard, right? Like very fan fiction-y. It's a fan fiction. And I was like, wow. Who was the prince and who was the first son? I never looked, I didn't look that far deep into it, but I just kept those questions going. And then I never owned the physical copy of the book because I really want it, but I can never find the cover that I like. So I'm just waiting for that moment. Oh, um, a colleague of mine who also read the book, she just got like a special edition that has like a, a, a bonus scene that isn't in the actual book. And she's going to tell me about the bonus scene on Tuesday at work. And then I'm probably going to end up buying the special edition as well, even but though I'll- I don't. I don't usually have one. physical books anymore, but that she also sent me a picture and it looks really pretty. It has like on the cover it says history, huh? So it's it's really pretty. Yeah, the, I think that's a cover I would buy. I just I need a perfect cover just so I can put it on my shelf. So yeah, that's my relationship with the with the characters and the book itself. Okay, I haven't read the book. I knew it was a book because you know Tumblr tells you these things. I have read the the title of it. Like I've seen it. You know, some of the people I follow have like talked about it at some point. So I was aware of it and then when the trailer and everything came out for this movie then I was like oh they're making an adaptation out of that book that everyone seems to talk about and yeah so I was excited to see the movie I was just never inclined to see I I literally had no idea I vaguely knew I was like I'm pretty sure it's a prince but I I wasn't sure like I didn't know he was the president's son that was the the other part of it which I mean based on the title it literally tells you right it's a good title I really like the title because it it encapsulates perfectly what the relationship and everything um so yeah once the movie came out i was like all right this is my chance i'm gonna see what's what all of this you know post and everything has been about um so yeah i enjoyed the movie it was an entertaining movie for sure yeah but I yeah like, i haven't read the books i feel like you not reading the books is better because i like the way everyone was depicted in the movie more even though my favorite person was missing let's talk about june not being there but other than that the way everybody felt felt better because in the book alex is so annoying i'm about to get 
get canceled if anybody listens to him they love Alex is irritating every single word he uttered pissed me off but in the movie he was just so likable I was like what did they do honestly I think it's the exact opposite I mean he is annoying in the book but in a, in a lovable way and I was way more annoyed with him in the book because he was like so uh, in the movie I mean because he was like so he had to one up everything the whole time and the way he was so upset but it was about endearing. the hype thing annoyed me so but it was much. endearing so I like I like the book Alex better than the movie Alex but still Henry in both versions top like I feel like Henry is here and then it's movie Alex Henry is my favorite person in the whole world but I was like movie Alex is just so charming he's funny he's likable he's sweet he's still a politician so he gets minus 10 points on that regard but other than that I liked him a lot more in the movie Angie do you think Alex is annoying or is he is he likable or is he likable likably annoying annoyingly likable I don't know what to say I didn't find him annoying honestly I just he he was just likable I think even like those things because like him being so obsessed with like uh his height and stuff like that I'm just like well he obviously likes him like you know has a crush on him like when in kindergarten or something when you're like oh you're so mad at someone it's like yeah it's because you like him you're not actually yeah like you don't actually hate them so I just I I, I don't know I, I saw him as like as a child almost and I'm like yeah I mean they're young so I guess kind of makes sense but yeah I didn't find him annoying it was just he, I feel like both of them are, are really likable and that that makes it uh fun to watch to see it's like oh yeah they hate each other quote unquote let's see how we know that's you know that's gonna change so I'm excited to see how that progresses and how they go f- from hating each other quote unquote to like being friends and then being more than friends so I like that and the hype thing was so funny because Alex is clearly three inches taller than Henry I was like what is this argument what is this argument like you're still taller than him and he's like when they're like standing side by side it's like their shoulder difference is this much I was like what <laughs> it was hilarious I was like it doesn't matter how tall he thinks he is you're still taller than him it was funny it was it was a good gag throughout the movie it was cute let me pull up my notes I have t- two slots I have a lot so the first hour and the second hour it was it's a lot to say so how do we want to start <laughs> because I have notes scene by scene I'm not joking this is just the first hour wait let me wow. show you the, let me show you a second hour it's i saw you scene by scene i had something to say this is, this is number two second slide is a, a lot so how do we want to start should we start with the plot or should we start with with i don't know talking about casting or, or something like that oh yeah we could do that we could do that casting even though um, i don't know i only know uma thurman and the main two guys i i don't <laughs> i was like, honestly i don't even know the names of the main two guys to be quite honest i was more like do you do you like the casting or not and um, because honestly I, I brought it up because my first no is that I really don't like the Philip casting. I don't think that actor portrays, I don't know, to me, Philip was more like, you know, he's supposed to be like a Royal Air Force something officer, soldier, I don't yeah, even know. He seemed soldier, like a whiny brat. Officer. He was a whiny brat. I honestly wrote loser twink, but yeah. Loser <laughs> twink is even better. Oh my god, he was so whiny. And and just like, he was so, I don't know, I just it really did not come across as Philip to me. To, to me, Philip was, in, in the like, in my mind, he was supposed to be looking kind of bland very British but like more imposing kind of like broad shoulders tall I don't know just, I saw that actor and I was like that's not Philip I'm really sorry nothing against the actor obviously but I would not have done that casting I liked everybody's casting it was like a surprise that everybody like fit so well Alex looked like Alex Henry looked like Henry B looked like B I wish we had June I'm still gonna be upset about that every time I think about it June should have been there I'm pretty sure they would have casted her so well I don't know 
about B. I think B to me, I, maybe it was mostly because she just didn't get the role she has. And in she the looked books. younger than she was supposed to be to me she, in my in, head. In, in this movie, she is younger than Henry, even though in the book she is the older sister. And I don't know. I think she was a bit too too flowery. Posh, I mean, the, or, well, I don't they know, took away her whole me. story. She, yeah, like, she, they stripped she, her away of everything that she went through, and then they just like an outline of a princess, and that she was just there. Yeah, and that I, I'm sure the actress probably could have pulled more out of that, but I, I, I guess they just dressed her wrong. She was always in like flowery dresses, and I was just like, she's like in the book, she wears a motorcycle jacket over a cute cocktail, like over a sexy yeah. cocktail dress, and yeah, this she was a girl just has flowery summer dresses on. That just, eh, I don't know. Yeah, they they changed her a lot. Uma Thurman was interesting. I was like, I have my notes on it. I kind of like didn't like her accent. I was like, how do you get Uma Thurman, Uma Thurman, and make her bad? You made her I, bad. Yeah, I like Ellen in the books. Like she's she's not a perfect mother and not a perfect president, but that's like realistic. Yeah. But she was likable in the book. I honestly did not like her in the movie. I was like, Uma Thurman, you got Uma Thurman, Hollywood royalty, and you put her in a movie and she can't carry the movie. How is that possible? What? I feel like I don't know. Yeah, it, it just the in accent general. threw me off so bad. I'm sorry to interrupt you. Continue. You can finish your thought. No, no, that's, that's okay. it. That's I it. thought you were done. My bad. <laughs> uh, I was just gonna say. I think throughout one of the things is that at times it felt like everyone was just too perfect and even the ending like I don't know if it's probably the same in the book I'm assuming I don't know but it's just too perfect and everything falls into place like this utopic kind of world in a way so I don't know I feel like that that played against the movie at times I'm like okay you know it was set up to be like there are so many conflicts here and I feel like it's just magically they are magically getting fixed and I don't know how I feel about that yeah but by the way for everybody listening we probably should have said that at first but obviously spoiler warnings for the book we're going to compare the book and the movie we're not gonna do us without spoiling the book because we've already spoiled the book yeah but yeah on the ending of the book the book basically ends the same way but all the conflict is they go way deeper into it like there's more conflict than in the in the movie which obviously because the book is a lot longer but the conflict that i did bring into the movie they focus much more on in the book so you you see how it gets resolved and mm-hmm. many of the things don't really get resolved. like they, yeah. they're like okay right now everything is better than it was like two chapters ago but we're still we're, we're still in it and it's not just gonna be fine like they do yeah. win taxes and that's that's like a big ending at the at the end and she she becomes she um gets the second term but i don't know it feels more realistic and less like you said the utopic 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 sorry yeah. version of america which in the in the book there's like a an end word from the author an author's note at the end and there she writes that when she wrote this this was still like a nice fantasy you know and then everything 2020 happened and trump and the whole January 6th and stuff and suddenly it become, became a lot more fantasy and a lot more utopic than it was originally intended to be. Yeah. Well, I mean, not only in the US, I feel like given the whole thing with the gay thing in, in the monarchy and all of that, I feel like, okay, yeah, let's bow it up and like tie it up very nightly. And that's obviously also very utopic. Like that they, wouldn't work I like agree. that. Yeah, yeah. In the book, they were a lot meaner in the UK. Let me tell you, King Grandpa is a lot, a lot nicer than Queen Grandma. Queen Grandma was nasty. I was like, the king is a jerk, but compared to the witch in the book, I was like, I love they, him. I love him I, so much. That's the problem, honestly, with the casting. I love Stephen Fry. And don't get me wrong, he's amazing. He was not the right choice for the king. I'm sorry, but it's just this character is it's just very different, like very, very negative in the book. And, I mean, and Stephen Fry is way too likable. I mean, because I feel like they changed it because obviously the queen died in 2022, but they casted everybody and started everything early 2022, but she died in September. So I was like, did they change it really fast? They didn't want to have a queen 
because the queen died because i felt like they probably would have changed it because the queen was mean and i don't feel i feel like if they released the movie with a nasty queen like not even a year after she died that's kind of bad so probably yeah and i feel like they made him a little less mean because they didn't have henry's mother to to like balance it out where was she we have to get to that when we get to that where was she i mean i know she wasn't there but she shows up eventually and i was like does she show up in the movie no not at all they talk about her one time yeah she, she's a, doing Gal- something with elephants somewhere and that's all yep. they don't even go into the whole thing that was like the reason why she wasn't they there don't getting in the his, book with the whole yeah, and, and his dad died and stuff and, just, and um, that his dad was like a movie star or something I was like I was like why where is all of that where is all of that cut yeah. for time but that's important you could have cut off anything else any of the little well I mean to be honest have. the fact that his dad was a movie star I feel like that is one thing that they that it was okay that they didn't bring that in the whole you know thing that that his dad died of cancer and how that that messed with all of them and their mother that was important but the fact that he was a movie star I feel like that wasn't the most important thing but it, well yeah it wasn't but it also explains why the mom is the way she is what did you think of replacing Liam and Raphael Luna with Miguel the, the, the reporter guy because he was kind of supposed to be both of these characters in one and somehow also even a tiny little bit of Richards it was real no it was dumb that's what it was what well, wasn't it Raphael Luna Raphael was very important and I was like this is why I don't get it I don't get it why would they add they added him in he did a bunch of nasty messes and then he just got away with it in the end no why did you do this no confronting thing nothing nothing he just said oh it just had to be said and then Alex closes his laptop I'm like where's the anger how would have hunted him down I was like that makes no sense because in the book Raphael is working for Richards okay spoiler for the book and then Alex gets so angry about it because he's being betrayed by somebody he trusted for a very long time and then it turns out that it was like an inside job whatever but then but in the movie it's just okay my ex bestie just or boyfriend whoever he is betrayed me let's move on I was like this is they focused on the wrong things they focused on the wrong things it was it was a mess yeah I agree I think we should start chronologically now because we're getting sidetracked and otherwise we're never gonna manage that um, and we're okay. getting way too much into the plot already but yeah, that was my fault no worries that's why I have these in order okay we started the movie off with the wedding and at first I was like this is my notes I said starting with the wedding I know Henry had two sisters and a brother I got confused because B was different I was like why is she so young I know he had an older sister but I don't see her in my head I thought he had two sisters and then immediately I was like he only has one sister and clearly she's different and I just from the moment I saw her I was like they changed her I don't know what they did but I knew they changed her so yeah and then I my next note goes to Nora Nora was not the vice president's granddaughter I do not know where that came from no she's in the book she's the vice president's granddaughter but I mean what I meant was like yeah in my head I felt like she wasn't like a big part of the office I felt like she was just always set to the side and then here they just merged her with June placing her in the office which confused me a lot like at first and that's why I wrote next I was like she's not the daughter and then my next note was like oh they just merged her with June like I feel like they put the two characters into one girl because I feel like Nora was always that friend that was a part of the trio but always to the side because Alex always had his sister and then when I was his sister gone it was just Nora always there I was like it felt it felt off to me yeah I, I, I mean I really didn't like that they that I took June out and I really really do not like what they did to Nora like I, I love Nora Nora does she's so important and I feel like they completely took everything interesting from her and like her whole energy and how she they also erased her sexual sexuality and everything I just I did not like what they did to Nora at yeah, all that's why my notes keep going back and forth because I say that's not Nora that is Nora that is 
is not Nora because she she feels like June, but she's not. Not even June, June. Like to me, she's just, like the they, like they, they the outspoken the and yeah, ended up the, making them both worse. Like outspoken, like always freely speaking. Like June was the big extrovert, and Nora was the introverted genius that they had on their team. And I was like, where where does this balance come from? My notes kept jumping back and forth trying to understand this blend that they came up with. So June is Alex's sister. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Oh. She's his older sister. I just wish oh. they had her in the movie. She was like, okay, she's like the anti-Alex. She doesn't want to be a politician, but she's dragged into it because it's the family thing. And she's like, I don't want to do this. I want to be a writer. And they're like, okay, but you're going to help anyway because this is what we do. And then Alex goes, this is everything that I wanted. And then she goes, this is everything you wanted, not what I wanted. And now I have to go around and do everything because you can't do anything. She carried the family in the book. Basically, June carried the family. And who's and carrying June- the family now? I'll continue. June- June wants to protect protect Alex a lot like she had her own dreams and put them aside because part of it wasn't possible anymore because her mom was president and part of partly because she wanted to be there for Alex because she was afraid that Alex would burn out in Washington and I mean honestly without her and Nora and then Henry he would have like he would have burned out so fast yeah but so yeah June June is very important and has a very um, important relationship with with Alex in the book it was it is so good I just love her so much and then my notes go straight into the wedding so i was gonna ask how do you guys want us to go through it because my notes are kind of straight to the point and i don't leave space for thought so how do we want to break it up i would say like the next scene is the wedding and mm-hmm. and we can just all say our thoughts on the wedding scene uh, okay Angie, okay. do you want to start you haven't talked as much because we know the book and you haven't so tell us what did you think of the wedding i'm trying yeah. to remember because i i watched it and then i said i'm gonna watch it again and take notes and then i didn't do that okay it's okay <laughs> we could start with the cake scene what did you think about the cake scene that's another that's a big i one. was not i was not expecting that because I, I think oh i think i saw a, the deleted scene because someone on tumblr there's a deleted scene that came out recently i don't know um and so somebody shared it, one of the people i follow and so i was like oh let's click it and so i knew they were like trying to i knew that they were gonna be like oh we have to pretend we're friends because we messed up in some way so i was like oh and i was not expecting that they would mess up like that <laughs> So I was like, so, oh my god, the cake, really? This is how you messed up. Oh no. I was like, no, stop it, stop it. It was it was hard to watch. So I was like, oh no, I couldn't imagine that happening, you know? I was like, oh, oof, imagine like that. Like the scandal. Ugh. Especially I I guess I I don't know in Britain where I feel like it's just they just get mad about everything basically. Yeah. So I was like, oh, especially if it has to be with like the monarchy or with someone from the royal family. So I was like, oh no, this is the worst case scenario for both of them. Oh. Honestly, I thought the cake was so huge and heavy and must have had some sort of structure inside it to keep it up because otherwise it would just fall in on itself. And that falling on them honestly should have hurt them. Like that cake looked big enough to kill someone, to be quite honest. It was huge. It was huge. And it's and it, it's not a, even that pretty. For, wedding cakes are never pretty. And they always taste like cardboard. I, <laughs> I would hope that for $75 million pound, it would have tasted at least somewhat good. But who knows? It didn't get to taste it. <laughs> I felt like leading up to the cake scene was kind of cute. Just Alex already like tipsy, already tr- going to mess with um Henry. Like, why didn't you say hi to me? And then the the the, the back and forth with the cake wiping off of his suit until they just bumped into it. It was really cute. I feel like I know when the movie was first coming out and the promo shots were coming out, people kept saying that the two didn't have chemistry because the promo shots were so awkward. But when the movie came out, they proved everybody wrong. It was nice. It was funny. Even though I expected it and I knew it was going to happen it was it was nice to see there was just there was a lot of funny in this movie that I did not expect 
even though it's a rom-com <laughs> it was surprisingly really funny the whole drunk alex thing make me make me so uncomfortable but then drunk scenes always make me uncomfortable because drunk people make me uncomfortable so that was the same as the box it was, it was fine like they, they played it well but it just ah, i just i always get such secondhand embarrassment from drunk scenes and then after that point they're forced to be friends because they have to make it look like they were not actually fighting which i don't understand you could have just released a statement and said yeah i just bumped into the cake sorry but no you gotta be besties because you ruined the cake we wouldn't have a movie or a book if that wasn't the case and i want to mention the editing in this movie is so awkward it's like wide shot close-up shot even the opening credits didn't feel like a movie it felt like something out of 2012 is this the way they shot like the for me the first half of the movie was like probably so weird and then the second half i feel like they switched to editors because it was so pretty i don't know if that was on purpose or not i was like editing feels weird wide shot close-up shot another close-up shot and then i wrote that i love movie alex more than book alex because i don't know it seemed playful and cute it just felt i don't know it, it made me laugh the fact that them not being friends would affect the relation the relations between the countries and i'm like i don't think that's <laughs> that's how was, it would work exactly i was like who cares because i was like yeah they wouldn't care they're not even like it's not even the, that alex is the heir to the throne alex and henry is the heir to the throne or anything so i'm like this wouldn't affect them at all i feel like yeah it'd be like gossip for a few days or weeks but i don't think the prime minister of the uk would come and be like we are not like you know it's gonna put in jeopardy any sort of agreement or whatever so i, was like, I just found that funny i was like yeah sure we need something for the movie clearly but that's just funny and another thing i want to say even though the the, the the cuts between the scenes was awkward i love the social the use of social media the way they pop up on the screen i thought that was really clever and since because henry and alex mostly talk over emails and messaging that they incorporated that in which that we could see them which was very smart on their behalf because in the book i feel like they don't even see each other that much for the most part they're never near each other except for like a handful of times which is good. which is makes a lot of sense like logically and and works in the book but if we're honest isn't the best for a movie because you know um, you kind of want the two main characters on screen together yeah they're either on the phone emailing or they meet up for like a few hours and then they disappear for those two few hours they do things that they don't show on movies too much exactly <laughs> i honestly like when they go on the talk shows while alex is in Lon london to to like smooth over everything i found alex so incredibly annoying in these talk shows it's like I they were alex, funny yeah they were funny but they were also so annoying it's just like alex you're supposed to be good at diplomatic things like not perfect but you're supposed to be somewhat trained in this and they just it just felt like alex had never been in front of the press before to me it was just i, I did not like that part oh yeah the, the interviews I, I thought it was charming i don't know i'm on a, my pro movie alex agenda it was charming all oh, the banter was cute what else do i have written about it oh, the way he described henry white blonde and british i was like it was good it was good <laughs> He isn't wrong. Yeah, he isn't wrong. He's literally describing him very, very precisely. Yeah, just riling Henry up is just hilarious. And he does such a good job at it. I'm like, let them do the enemies to lovers the right way. Because it's it's hilarious. I was a little disappointed that Henry showed up in a sports car after they picked Alex up from the, from the airport. I would have preferred him on a horse. To be honest, I would have liked that image. And that was so weird. I was like, he wasn't even driving. The cut was so awkward. Just him 
speeding up and then suddenly the actors right there i was like the editing choices really threw me off a lot because every time they do like a weird choice i would just pause this movie and i would just stare at the screen i was like no why did they do that and then i would have to hit play it just i don't know i gotta rewatch it now and see the, the cuts are so jarring. weird <laughs> i just oh because i was hyper focused on everything i was like i was gonna say i feel like i wasn't i was like oh listening and then going back in i was like oh that's why i was like oh is it that weird i gotta go back yes it was it's just i don't know it just threw me off a lot so they meet up and then we uh get to the hospital scene the hospital scene went by so fast i feel like they could have cut the interviews and stuck with more with the hospital scene because i feel like that was more important but they go to the hospital hang out with children and then there's a bomb threat and then they get forced into a closet where alex and henry are forced to like confront each other about why they're so bitter towards each other mostly why alex is angry and bitter towards henry and then in which he confesses to him that he was one of his first public outings as the president's son during a conference which i believe in the book it was the olympics but i don't know yeah it was the olympics i'm assuming they changed that because like timeline wise yeah it wouldn't be the rio olympics yeah yeah that makes most i i kind of like i mean it really doesn't matter if it's the olympics or some sort of i think it was like a climate conference but yeah it was oddly bothered me yeah and then it was a conference and he was like you were being mean to me i wanted to talk to you and you were like i want to get out of here and then henry's like my dad just died hello and they're like oh yeah and then it kind of softens the edges around them both they were like there was a bomb trap threat and they were like pushed into a closet and the first thing they did was be very loud about it it's like people (laughs) be smart exactly i'm like hello and then happily false alarm like when amy said it was like a kid who brought fireworks for his friend and then it was like let's just say he was lucky he was already in the hospital and i was just like amy would never hurt some innocent kid like that just that was very not okay with that sentence yeah and it kind of hurt me that henry didn't talk to the kid about star wars because henry's relationship with like luke skywalker makes sense because it kind of reflects him as the prince and i was like i know it's small detail but i was like where's the star wars talk where's my nerdy little henry and i was might be right disney is disney screw disney and then he gets invited to the new year's eve party but i feel like the first scenes it just happened so fast it was then, yeah that, that definitely like it, it was it was a bit weird there were some things that were just very fast and i mean i get it the movie is only two hours long and the book is definitely longer but some things just it, it took things away from from the whole storyline because it didn't have time to develop completely it was just like one thing after another which makes sense but also was sometimes a bit sad that's why when they announced that i thought it was gonna be a series like episodes you know it was a movie and i was like that's a weird choice for a very long book a movie i thought it was gonna be like a series and that would make sense like a mini series six seven episodes but a movie is a movie yeah i think i agree with that even though i you know i don't even know the book i just felt fast especially the build-up to them like being more than friends and like being friends and being more than friends i feel like it was just just like that so quick, quick. and i'm like where is the build-up like show me because i like you know how they started getting along with each other and then they start texting and all of that but i just because they are not together it just felt weird i don't know it just felt too like rushed it felt rushed it, and it, i feel like true. they just linger on the sec like the second half of the movie lingered a little too much and i'm like you could have managed that time like maybe shorten that and yeah add that to the build up yes yeah i'm like you should have maybe yeah. changed things a little bit just a little bit yeah they just I, I feel like they they very very much focused on the fact that this is 
is a queer rom-com like that 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 is okay that they have reasons for that the whole thing that we need more queer rom-coms um is 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 important but it just took away a lot of the story because like the book has the build-up is much more there's a much more personal thing behind it there's also many more themes like in politics and general queerness not just alex and henry and like the and serious topics too yeah serious topics i mean we got to talk about it when we get to it but they did not bring that up in the movie which i was kind of grateful for because we did not need that there yeah yeah no no that that definitely as well but there were some other things like for example the the whole bi panic that alex has in the book and like and and here it's just like i I wrote that okay with being bi and it's like "Mm." I spoke I mean, to that about it's, Kate it's, and Link. I was it's, like, it's, what is this? It's okay, this? like, I get that they don't want to make every single queer movie about queer panic, but it was also a bit like, but that's like a big part that's of the Alex in the book. I feel like Alex in the most of this movie felt like a supporting character to Henry, and that kind of pissed me off a little bit. But still, I was like, Alex fights with himself so hard about being bisexual. He's like, I can't be, I can't be. I like girls too. And then they're like, oh, you had posters of um Henry when you were 12 on your wall nobody does that and he goes he's like really it's like it's it's just insane i was like they just erased him literally by erasure and i, they I was erased, gonna say I, they erased I was gonna say Laura's that. bisexuality they completely erased Laura's bisexuality and that that's just like a me thing i felt that Laura was maybe also slightly somewhere on the asexual or aromantic spectrum somewhere there i felt like there was like a little hint of that that might be just my like that i thought that that, that doesn't that that was never explicit but they still just erased that completely yeah, yeah. they don't I thought they didn't know what to do with Alex because he was like okay with himself and then he came out to his parents but I was like I thought we were already okay with you why are you coming out to your parents and then I was like where are we fitting out Al- Alex like where is he as a person right now I feel like I don't know they didn't know we didn't know it kind of felt messy and the whole thing with Miguel I was like huh like I remember there being a Miguel or he had a friend that he later spoke to about like them they're like oh and then the friend is like oh we dated when we were in high school and Alex is like no we didn't and then the friend is like yeah we did that like, friend was Liam um, Liam and, and not Miguel they, yeah yeah they didn't necessarily date they just they just um, hung out and and like fooled around or mostly just got off next to each other and then sometimes made out but not a lot and and that was like yeah yeah that was a whole thing yeah that was a whole thing and they they didn't have Le- like I mean they had when, when Alex talks to Nora about and, and she asks him have you ever been with a guy and he says twice and one was Miguel and one was in high school I guess the high school one was Liam yeah I guess but so. yeah and then where are we now Honestly, oh yeah we and then skip the head again no no I, I, <laughs> I'm, I'm following when I think in this part after he gets invited we meet Miguel for the first time in the coffee shop and oh, in which he... he goes to London before yeah goes, yeah so. so he goes and he meets Miguel I was like I wrote Miguel I'd, I think I remember Miguel but that's where he talks and then he tries to like pry information out of Alex in which Alex talks about like them being like a Texas memo that he wrote up and he wants his mom to approve but it's a whole thing and then we move on to where Henry and Alex start texting and I love that they did Spy Kids because that was like such a joke in the fandom where the Spy Kids kids are called Alex and Junie and Alex and June are also Alex and June I was like they they brought that up but they didn't bring June we got our June cameo but it's Junie Cortez and not 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 our June and I thought that was really funny yeah then they they start texting and and like teasing each other on the internet and um all of that and then we get the turkey scene which was so much shorter and not as good as the the, 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 and the book but what I did realize in, in the in, while they talk while the turkey is also in Alex's room they have it that they are both lying on Alex's bed even though Henry is 
obviously in, in London. And it was just like rereading a scene um, of the book. And that was actually something that Alex says later after they're already like together-ish that, that he feels like when they talk on the phone that it's like they're um, like their parentheses and like they're laying in bed together and stuff. And so yeah. that, that was actually, I just realized that after watching the movie, that was actually a really cool visual, visual representation of something yeah. that happens in the book, even yeah. though it happens a little later. I, I kind of, that yeah. was pretty cool. This is another editing thing that I really like that they did. Like, it makes them feel like they're together when they're not. Because again, they're they're not together a lot, but it feels like they are and, it, and they show it exactly that way. The one thing I didn't like about that scene is that it didn't, I don't know, I didn't notice it, I guess, until he hang up that he was like on speaker. And I'm oh. like, why is he just talking out loud? Like, why is he just saying these things? Aren't he like, what? Is he just talking to himself? Like, he, I was very confused because then he sent a photo and then he just kept talking. But like, because I think uh, Henry's dialogue didn't come through as if he was coming from a speaker. So I was like, I am oh. very confused what yeah, is yeah, happening yeah. here. And he wasn't even wearing AirPods or anything like Alex wasn't. So I was like, <laughs> I mean, I get that, you know, sometimes when you like characters, sometimes just say these things because you need that versus like reading or anything or to make phone conversations more interested in movies. But I'm like, I'm just very confused. How is this happening? Why is he just saying things out loud, but not so? And then like he hang up and I was like, oh, they were on the phone on speaker, I guess. But it just didn't sound like it. So I was like, where? I kept like looking for the AirPods. I was like, am I missing the AirPods? Where, what, what is happening? So I was very confused about that. All throughout the scene, I feel like I couldn't focus on everything else or like dialogue. Like I catch a few things, but then I was like, I was more like, how is this scene happening? Like, what are they talking? Or like, cause you know, all, all like it's part of the montage where they're like emailing. So you hear them read the text out loud, right? Like, and I'm like, okay. And then it changes to this actual phone call. So I was like, yeah, the audio still, switches. Like, it I'm sounds confused. like he's on the phone. What is yeah. happening? So that confused me a lot. Yeah, I yeah. Imagine so, that. Because they were just reading off of like email. Um, um, yeah, I feel like that's like, if you write a book, then you know, because that's like their, their first phone call, that scene, that's like really important. So uh, that's probably one of those moments where it's a movie that expected that a lot of people write a book. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And uh, there's a lot, like, I'm going to bring up a small thing that this is like a, a, a movie surrounded by the president's son, but the, the politic talk falls so flat for me, especially when it comes out of Alex's mouth. I feel like they're just saying whatever. They're just saying whatever. And they just cram it into a sentence and they're like, okay, I'm like, none of what you just said made any sense it's just no, that's it's something just, that i don't know the spanish much because i don't know that much about america just politics, like i'm saying i'm saying oh rich texas do this get this do this i'm like you're just saying a bunch of things that sound like it makes sense but it really doesn't i was like i don't know what you're trying to say here but i don't know it just every time he says something about texas reaching votes i'm like you're just saying things alex he forgets that he's like 20 something i'm like relax son i don't know what you're doing that's it's, it's just it felt like it felt i mean that, forced. that is very and it book, made no sense. Very book Alex. Though. Book Alex also sometimes forgets that he's not already 40. Yeah, yeah, but that. And then Zara swipes him off. He's like, okay, whatever. Your Texas memo, I'll deal with it. And then he goes, and then the party happens. And the party happens, it looks like it's at an Air Force base in a tent in the middle of nowhere. I was like, where are these white kids at? Don't I know. mean, it's supposed to be in a, in a tent in the middle of the White House garden. I was like, you have a bunch of white kids dancing to Bad Bunny. What are we doing here? <laughs> it was so awkward to watch. Oh, wait, I had the songs written down. Uh, Get Low by Lil Jon. I was like, I do not want to see that ever again. Yeah, but they had to use that. I mean, that's that's in the book. They they had to use that song. I mean, I mean, I, I was like, it was very interesting. It was very interesting. Uh, and Bad I Bunny. very I like, much Paul felt uh, Henry when he was like, did he just say something about sweat dropping down balls? Because that was exactly my reaction. I mean, that's an iconic song. But then, and then Alex is like, this is my childhood. I was like, what songs were you listening to as a child? 
of Alex. I was like, what? You're not listening to Get Low as a Child. That made, that cracked me up. And also, the, the dialogue was very weird. I don't, uh, there's some parts I quoted that made no sense, but I guess. And then soon we get to the garden scene, which is very cute. So, but yeah, the, the garden part- scene there was pretty, pretty awesome. Like that, that was very accurate. I feel, I felt mm-hmm. like. And I did like the moment when they were doing the dancing during the Get Low part where they like, where everybody gets low, but Alex and, and Henry are still um, standing up and like look at each other. I, I really like that. What did annoy me a little bit, I felt like you barely got that Henry was actually into Alex before that. Yeah, like, that was a thing I was going to mention too. It was just like, and then he kisses the some girl and then he gets completely upset. obvious. And then, but, but before, like, before the party, there was just like, it no. didn't feel like, it, it feel like in the book, it was much more obvious that he was no. into him. Yeah, he um, kisses a girl for the New Year's and then Henry's upset. I'm like, Alex is confused. I'm confused. Everybody's confused. Nobody expected this to happen. But, but yeah, it did because feel. we know what the movie is about, but yeah. I mean, but yeah, you're right. If it didn't feel like it yet, but then it was. I was like, I guess. I guess this is where we are right now. And then he follows him out and then Henry kisses him and then Alex is like, what the hell just happened? And honestly, I would have expected it to be more obvious that Henry was into him in the movie than in the book because in the book, we completely only have Alex's point of view. We only know what Alex sees. And in the movie, because it's a movie, we see Henry and we see what actually is happening and that we also have like little scene where it's just Henry and not Alex and it's just I, I don't know they could have made that a bit more obvious that's why I'm saying that it feels rushed you know especially like the the get into we hate each other now we like each other stage mm-hmm. it's just I feel like they could have given it a lot more time it was like a two hour movie it's a long movie for being a rom-com too let's talk about that because uh, yeah, rom-coms yeah. had like an hour and a half an hour and 20 minutes like they're quick and easy and and this was long and then they didn't use it to its advantage because they should have given us especially if what their focus is you know if they don't want to address and tackle all these like heavy issues because they want a light rom-com I'm like yeah then put more emphasis on the romance part of it all like show me that they are falling in love and like liking each other and everything like a little bit more before we jump into like the trouble and everything else yeah and and like make obvious that Henry has basically been into Alex since that conference where they first met exactly like it just I don't know it's just I get it's a movie but still if somebody like you just don't know you're like wow I guess and then you just go along with it but and then after that it's like he messages him on whatsapp and we could see like there's three months that henry hasn't spoken to him and then he goes and talks to nora about it and then nora says something very problematic in my opinion he never checked me out for reasoning for henry to be gay and i was like but i was like but i was like movie nora said that book nora would never say that and i was like i was like like, he never checked me out i was like i was like hello who is this who said that that means nothing and i was like literally like I mean, he never checked me out, so I guess he's gay. And I was like, I guess, um, what is this? And then Alex basically saying that he knows he's bi. Well, like, knows it, but nobody else knows it except Nora. And I was like, okay, his internal conflict is gone. Because immediately he just comes out to his parents and his parents are like, yay. I mean, that's what happened in the movie. The mom accepts him immediately. But I was like, Alex is not fighting for, like, like against himself for most of this movie. So I was like, I guess that plot is gone. And then this is where my notes start shifting. I was like, what else did they change? Because Alex just goes... Oh yeah, I had I've been with two other guys, and then and then Hadika and then Nora's like, okay, then you I guess I guess you like Henry. Like the scene in the book where Nora and and, and where, where he talks to Nora about it, it's, it's just so amazing because it's it, it really like shows this energy of Nora. Nora is such a cold, chaotic force in the movie. Like she's just so her brain works so fast. She's 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 always like two steps ahead of everybody else, at least two 
steps, probably more like 15. Yeah. Yes. And, and there's like this the thing which is like, oh, oh, you weren't, you weren't there. Oh, okay. Do you want to come out to me? <laughs> and like, yes. But at the same time, like also giving him the space, like you have to, like, I cannot tell you if you buy, you have to do it yourself. But then at the same time, like, oh yeah, I knew already. Like, just come out to me already. It was yeah. just like, yes. that scene was amazing in the book and it just felt flat And it took so long to get there too. And it took a minute to get there. You got, you had to work with Alex by his side for him to get to that point. And then I was like, here is a, it just, it was like this there. And I was like, okay. <laughs> a lot of this movie, the first half is me just shrugging and saying, okay. And then I did feel very sorry for that poor intern that came in while they were talking and like literally came in the second. He said, I was with two guys. And she was like, I'm gonna yeah. go get the folder I need and then I'm gonna hide. But exactly. also like this very private, very sensitive conversation they had in the glass office cubicle that and they were very loud about it yeah it's just like "Mm." very loud about it i was like even nobody walked in you could still hear what they're saying and you could see other people in the office next to them they heard every single word and this is supposed to be a secret i mean yeah i was like i don't know (laughs) and then also here in the same breath we find out that his parents are still together which i'm still confused as of to why that is because they're divorced in the book and because they didn't want to make the whole thing which would they didn't want to have another character character who is the, the stepfather i forgot his name to be honest but and i think they just didn't want that out of drama which was stupid because that's also part of alex's internal conflict yeah his parent i was like everything that made alex even even though i hated him in the book everything that went through his life was interesting and added to him as a person the hair is like everything is just stripped away and the only thing that he has to deal with is getting henry to realize that he likes alex as much as alex likes him and i was like okay and his mom the- winning the election and i was like and even that he was so far removed from it in the movie and the book he was like hand in hand in the whole thing i was like i don't know <laughs> that that whole thing with like in the in the book it's very much henry keeping no no, no alex keeping henry at, at at arm's length like he alex is the one who says this changes nothing this is just casual and in the movie it's henry who says all these things and i'm just like no nope. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry angie i think we're kind of steamrolling over the recovered on the book talk i'm really sorry i'm sorry too it's just so much it's interesting to hear you know the changes as someone who hasn't read the books um i, I feel like that's why it it's especially feels flat that the monarchy's thing just gets resolved like that and i'm like okay i guess it's a rom-com I, sh- I shouldn't have expect anything more than this but it's like he's literally using that as like uh the reason why they can you know they have to keep things casual and everything and i'm like and then it just gets resolved like this then why was he afraid of all of this you know i'm like okay exactly exactly <sighs> and then in the next part i think we figure out that miguel leaked the texas memo and then it doesn't raise yeah. any red flags to, to alex because alex apparently is an idiot also that uh, miguel found the texas oh, he didn't leak it he he just read it but yeah that's oh yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, right he but alex is completely completely just distracted for, because henry is coming in because it's the yeah. prime minister's dinner thing at the white house and he's just like and honestly how did miguel not pick up on the fact that it was henry who had him distracted like obviously miguel picked up he was distracted and he was jealous because miguel is a jealous little 
idiot. But like that was so obvious that it was Henry. I was just like, Alex, yes. you're being about as subtle as I don't know, a punch to the face. I don't know. There's this eh, no. It's just it's just like when I moment I saw Miguel, I knew he was trouble. Obviously, I knew you're trouble when you first walked in. Hello. But it's just it's so clear that I was like, what well, everybody's just glad I guess for the sake of the movie, so everybody could be blindsided by the end. They're just brushing Miguel off until the very end. Like I was like, you read it, and then he just doesn't say how. Like, how did you get that? No, no questions were raised. None of them. Just like brushes him off, and it's just like, Alex, be a bit more smart about this whole thing, please. And then the next scene to me was really funny, and where they go to that like that little room, and then they just kiss right next to Alexander Hamilton, and I was just cracking up. <laughs> I actually up. like I looked up, I watched the movie, and I was just like paused the movie on the portrait and looked up pictures of Alexander Hamilton to make sure it was really a portrait of Alexander Hamilton because if they would have taken a different founding father I would have been so pissed I would have been so funny and I was like texting Kay I was like Alexander Hamilton <laughs> I was so it was so funny and then Alex says I'm bisexual and my note is Alex you already knew that because I was like you just said you were and now he's saying I guess just to reaffirm to Henry what's going on but I was like a lot a lot is happening and then he kind of oddly prompted Henry to do the same which felt yeah. awesome to me and then we get to I don't know my Wait, notes jump from here before we get to the next part like the, the the part where they come back from from their makeout session in the Alexander Hamilton room and <laughs> like they meet meet the president and the, the prime minister and Alex is just being like did he want to get caught I was just like so like can you be like don't that was just I mean yeah. mm. Angie what did you say think of the entire scene because we once again skip over you like the whole um, thing did it feel rushed or did it feel natural as a viewer who does like does not know the story at all I, I, I mean it did feel a little rushed I didn't yeah that conversation after where they're like talking about their sexualities I'm like why don't this feel forced I don't know it just felt not organic at all I'm like I feel like they could have talked about something else or used this in a better way I'm like why are we talking about things we already know as viewers you know I guess it's important for the characters but I feel like it's not even that important for them they could have talked about something else or like I don't know because I feel like after that that's the only conversation they have and then they leave and I'm like okay I don't know it, I just I also didn't agree with that I'm like I don't know why are they talking about this yeah. <laughs> why is this an important thing to talk about wait and I mean, also I think wait, wait, um, it's 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 an important thing. Uh, they, they did it because in the book, Alex hasn't completely come to terms with the fact that he's bisexual yet. And that's like the first time he says it out loud and is like, and he says it to Henry and that's the moment he really expects, uh, accepted it. And he's like, he says something like, um, I guess I'm bisexual to him. And, and Henry just like lays on the bed and says, I'm very, very gay. And and not even really to Alex, but just like into the universe, basically. And it, it's, it's like a really cute moment, but it just did not come across, especially because, you know, Alex had already accepted it somehow and yeah it was yeah exactly mm-hmm. it just felt mm-hmm. weird I'm like it's, it felt repetitive you know for a movie and you're like okay we already know this we could have used this for another dialogue exactly. you know to move some things forward in other ways because we are rehashing what we know already <laughs> yeah that's what, exactly what I was like we know this already and also Alex is just moving so fast and then he just slaps Henry on the ass also you just kissed him for the second time hello you're in public of, like, you're fucked up is, people is nobody standing behind them is nobody standing behind them because like, they're, not, sure they're, they're still watching you i was gonna say there's press in there everywhere you think nobody 
would see like why would you take that much of a it's, risk it's like you're not like facing a wall like because you're not backs are not against the, and i was like oh out in the open you're because you're not can see it doesn't mean nobody else can see it <laughs> so i was laughing so hard i was like he's on level 100 already and henry is like a he's at, he's still at the starting line i'm like well, we're not at the same pace <sighs> and then i think this is when they do the polo because my notes just say yay british sports i do not know what i meant I yeah, just yeah, said, yeah that's british when sports. they do the polo yeah and then they also kiss again i was like that whole montage thing the back and forth got very repetitive and i got tired of it really fast so i skipped it and then they were in paris <laughs> that's all my notes on that part the, the, the scene in paris that that's like ah that was not oh the, the one about the was, name no no that that I, I did like that like i found that kind of cute the whole like alex and like, i i thought alex sander and uh, was a mouthful and and he just so he I is saying that's... things in public i'm like nobody's listening but but that was like that was like kind of cute yeah 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 so what are you talking about i i'm talking about him. oh that you're talking about like... the scene in paris the yeah, nighttime when war. they when they when when alex like no when when henry just like goes up to him and says i think we should make love tonight and i was just like i was like that is so such a weird thing for 20 something to say i was like why is he speaking especially, like a 40 year old man especially since he's like the one in the movie who keeps saying we this is nothing serious and it's like hey, at least say i think we should sleep with each other or have sex or i don't even know it's just really weird and and then why why is it he saying feels like, like, like this nobody scene, talks like that. honestly no, to, talks like that. to me nope. felt well not predatory but like on the edge almost because it, it felt like he was the power dynamic was really weird to me like he he was like suddenly alex was so insecure and and henry was like so you're in good hands with me and it felt oddly forced and i just that scene really really was... really made me uncomfortable yeah i skipped that scene as well i did not like the way he said that and i was like skip skip, skip. it was like it was like felt weird i was like I was like, who says that? Who and it's you guys. Let's say you kiss twice, three times, and then we jump to that. I was like, where are we as a people in this movie? Well, in this well, timeline? I mean, I mean, according to the books, and, and they say, they had like they they like yes, had but, sex, just not penetrative but sex. Calling it love implies that they're seriously together but they're not and then how do you say that lead alex on and then later in the the trip when he goes oh we got to be boyfriend and boyfriend you run away like make it make sense make it make sense because you're at this point you're leading him on it what did you think of that scene ng were you laughing too i did um I think that dialogue was probably their attempt the writer's attempt at like making him sound posh and British and it just didn't come across because I'm like nobody in their age range would say that nobody and he's unless they're like in a very committed relationship you know I, like yeah, I believe yeah. that maybe later on but like no why would the I feel like for the first time there was no sex. need for yeah there was no need for them to have any dialogue at all you know they could just be kissing or something and then they just lead into that because I feel like yeah that's, that would seem more that's casual. How, exactly. More that's casual. how it would work. And I mean, you would assume they've already been hooked. Like we already seen scenes with them hooking up just like that, you know? So I feel like it would just be another one of those scenes and then just lead into the sex. Cause like that's yeah. that's the point. I feel like they could it could have gone without the dia- the yeah. dialogue. And they would yeah. have shortened the whole thing too. So I'm like, <laughs> you're just cheapening this whole thing by adding unnecessary dialogue yeah. here yeah the, the way people talked about that scene on twitter was so funny they're like <laughs> they're like how do actors do this i would have left that asking what are we i was like the way henry was acting 
I was like, I would do the same because I was too intimate. I was like, whoa, what's happening? This is supposed to be casual, guys. They forgot. I mean, when in the book they have actual penetrative sex for the first time, which is later, that's actually when they are in LA. It is very intimate. And that is like the point because that's like in the book, a turning other, point right? for Alex. And, and, but yeah, in this version, it was just weird. I, I follow someone on an Instagram who's an intimacy co coordinator and it's really, really interesting. And I'm sure they had, like, no, I looked it up actually. They had someone for this movie, but that scene just, they, they, they didn't really do it. Like, that was just I, weird. There was, I, I literally first of all, the, the weird, the weird co com conversation before, the weird dialogue, then the weird power dynamic thing that did not work for me at all and honestly made me uncomfortable. Yeah. And then, like, the actual sex scene with, like, the weird, facial expressions and it was it was weird it was not it not was. my cup of tea oh my god remember how they described it in the book i was literally just watching somebody review it i can't say henry was laughing during it during his main points i was like oh, no way that they're gonna put that in the movie no he was not laughing so i was like that would have been creepy and my note literally on the scene we're talking about i was like most awkward scene i've ever watched y'all know the one i couldn't even type it out i was like no one is talking about this it's crazy Fun fact, they always have to have an intimacy coordinator, otherwise they can't make a movie. Um, For any sort of, like, scenes, not only for, like, a full sex scene, but, like, any hooking up stuff. Maybe oh. kids are the only thing they don't need, but you have to have an intimacy coordinator. Yep, but shoot. that's still relatively new, that whole thing, but yeah. It Nowadays is, but they it, have to like, have it, that. And they have to for liability, you can't yeah, do that without I an never intimacy knew coordinator. That. Okay, I never know. Yeah, the first so time I heard about the, that I, I'm was... just saying because I, I I work on shorts. Then even for that, you need that. You yeah, can't that's... create a short without that. So imagine for like a big movie. Mm -hmm. definitely you'll probably need multiple <laughs> at yeah. that point but yeah I, that scene was uh, i just <laughs> feel like yeah if, if you wanted to show that shift i feel like there were ways you could sh shoot it and edit it that you would have shown that you know that alex being like oh it's turning for point for him because we, we've seen like sex scenes in other movies where that yeah. that comes across you know so i'm like why did they just weirdly did Say not it. like that scene did not deliver that here yeah. and i'm like i guess that that was the point but i'm just like it just didn't i didn't feel it i'm like just like okay you just wanted to have this scene just to have it because whatever you were intending it didn't come across yeah i think it's once again like they make the shift too big in the in the book you have multiple little scenes that that all like are shift to towards something more serious but there are more than one and here it just feels like a little bit they put all of the shift into one scene and it didn't quite work no it was like too sharp too fast but but i do like the talk that they have like later uh, about it and i like how alex acknowledges that he's latino and ha like half white because in the book i feel like they don't ever talk about him being latino at all other than his name but and then here he just talks about how when you are when you look like me and you sound like me you don't get to be in this position of power and i like that they acknowledge it i feel like casey probably hired people of color on her team for the movie which i'm grateful for because it translates really well to alex like if you're taking something away from him like from the book at least they're adding something because i feel like he doesn't ever talk about it i feel like they don't talk I mean, about it at all it, it it comes up in the book not not as as heavily no. as in the movie yeah. but it, it does come up more than once but it's it, it's um lighter the only thing that was confusing to me in that moment was like when you have a z in your last name and it's like i'm sorry but there have to be names with a z in the last name that are not that don't have anything to do with, with race like honestly the first one that came to mind was uh, zimmerman because my boss is name is Zimmermann. but okay i guess if you're named zimmerman in germany in, in america 
people I think lie it means last letter because most Latino names end with a Z. It was still like that one thing was like there has to be. Other yeah, he could have said it better. He could have said it better, but I think that's what he meant because a lot of Latino names end with Z. Like, how did you feel about that part, Angie? Like, did you feel like it was out of place or him just talking about that in general? Like, I like the after talk because I felt like it was. It felt, I felt I, I would have preferred that to the whole thing. Like, they I was gonna say to each that other. was that was more intimate than the actual yeah, yeah, yeah. intimate scene. And I'm like that was that was more I yeah I I I, I like that I think it worked and I mean I think yeah even though he, the dialogue could have been better I like that he brought that up because it's true you know and that's kind of his mo- motivation to wanting to be in politics too it kind of it shows us that you know we haven't seen I'm, I'm like yeah he's the president's son and that's why he's into politics and it's like no he has a like a reason behind that you know there's there's a reason why he wants to be in this world and not just because because he's like the president's son and he has you know he was thrust upon this it's just because he actually feels like you you're giving him like a reason for for his actions, especially like one in the Texas memo and all of that. So I, I like that. I like I like that he says that. Yeah, the dialogue probably could have been better because I'm like, yeah, Im- immediately as soon as he said that, I was like, I was literally going like Z, like listing through like other last names that have Z in it that might not be Latina. I'm like, yeah, I don't know if I would have really liked that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you could have just write something else, you know, to, yeah. to still make that same point across. But anyways... <laughs> I was thinking, should we do this episode in two parts? Because we're reaching three parts and we're not even finished. We didn't reach the first hour of the first movie yet. Um, so, I mean, we can, but then we still have to do like at least one more because... Um, yeah, I yeah. I mean, after this part. No, I mean, like after we finish the first hour, we could just do the second hour next time. Oh, okay. So I wrote my, my note on this part is the disconnect between Ellen and Alex is so frustrating. Also, the Texas win isn't just important to Alex. It's important to everybody. Well, which is the point where he just goes up to his mom and he's like oh i sent you a memo about texas that could really help you why aren't you taking it seriously and then i feel like and she goes i think and then in the same part she's like oh i read it and i'm gonna send you to texas yeah that that, the whole thing with with the mom was sometimes i I don't know there were some things where the mom just felt very very disconnected from it i mean I know she's supposed to be in the book, like that she she focuses more on being the president than on being a mom sometimes. But mm-hmm. here some things felt like she she was like, all right, I, I have a son, I forgot. Yeah. Which also feels like honestly something that's because there isn't any June, because June is the one who connects them in the book. Mm-hmm. She's the she's one who's the like, clue. Alex, you forgot to, that we had dinner, like we were supposed to meet for dinner or lunch or something else. And then, then they get pizza and stuff. And it's a whole thing. And it's, yeah. Yeah. And then my note is literally the character assassination of Ellen Claremont did not feel like Ellen Claremont to me. It just, it just was like, I was like, I don't know. It just felt off. You know, it was really, really amazing. Zara. Blessing. Blessing, blessing, blessing. I was like, at least there's somebody in this corner of the movie that, that it feels the same. Also, I was thinking, I don't know the book, obviously, uh, but, and I, I remember you mentioning how Alex's parents are divorced right in the book, but I'm like, they're not divorced in the movie they could have at least used him for something else other than you it know like at least to divorced. be a bridge or something yeah i'm like to at least you know to be like maybe the connection that was missing between mother and son or something i don't know you know to kind of that help that so along sense. a little bit or something since you don't have the sister and they are not divorced in this so i'm like yeah then show them as a loving family <laughs> you know that makes so much sense because in the movie it feels like they're divorced because they're never near each other never is is he even a politician in the movie? Yeah. Or is he just like a no. trophy husband? I think no, no. so because he Henry, I think, calls him a congressman. 
yeah, yeah so he's, he's in Congress. He's like not like up there, but he is there because yeah, he is a politician because he calls himself the patron saint of gender neutral bathrooms, which was a very cringy line. And I was like, you did not have to say all of that. But it is a line from the book. But it was <laughs> the way it was delivered felt weird. I was like, you did not have to say that. But yeah, but I was like, it doesn't feel like even when they go on their little vacation, they go there because the dad lives in Texas and they're divorced. They they didn't even bring up Ellen. Ellen was do making like make it seem like they're together. Like it didn't feel that way. But they were like on a couch together twice, and that was pretty much it. <laughs> and they hugged at the end. <laughs> Married right, a couple forgot, things, which I'm pretty sure like they hugged at the end in the book. Yeah, even though they're yeah. divorced. <laughs> they were still close, but they were divorced. But it was like it, they weren't. There was no animosity towards each other, but still, they didn't feel married. They could have just said, they could have just added him in. Like, every time they're together, just place him. I don't know. Like, I know we say we're, we're going to break at before they go. To, he goes to Texas, but, like, the whole Texas, when he goes to Texas, I'm just like, that's the moment where my notes start get really ranty about how horrible American voting is. And I guess you can look forward to that next time. Yeah, I mean, the whole montage was weird. He was like, a million registered voters. That doesn't mean they were voting, Alex. That means they registered to vote. That doesn't mean anything. Yeah, tell me how many of those have voted, actually. Why do you need to register to vote? That is so insane. You're an American citizen. Why do you need to register to vote? I don't know how it works anybody else. But the way they were hyping up people registering to vote. I was like, you you could register 3 billion people to vote. It doesn't mean nobody's voting the election day. You're not there waking up at 7 o'clock in the morning, standing in those long ass lines nobody's getting up to that like i'm like registered voters doesn't mean they're gonna go vote alex you should know that i'm gonna go ahead and explain how voting works in germany because it's very very different so you don't need to register to vote you're a german citizen you are over 18 you get a notice in the mail before an election that says on that day you can go vote here's like a piece of paper that that you have to show so they can tick you on like a list and then voting is always on a sunday because Sunday is a day where you don't have to work. Okay, like, okay. Obviously, there are people, but in general, well, when you get your your your, your like your little thingy, that your little piece of paper that lets you vote, that tells you where to vote. So every um every person gets like assigned one polling station basically, and there's tons of them, like tons of them. So usually you go on Sunday, and it doesn't matter when you go in 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 all the places I've ever gone to vote, there was never a line more than five people, never, and. I mean, if you're in like a really big city and you're like in downtown or something, then there's there's a good chance there's longer than that. But I've been voting every, every time I went to vote, there was like often just one person in, in front of me, if at all. And then you just you show them the, 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 the little piece of paper that you get and your ID. They take you on a on a list. You go into the vote and it's still all pen and paper. Like there are no, no machines because it's Germany. We don't have machines. But you do that. As I said, there's more than enough polling station. Each person is assigned one polling station. You cannot go to a different one, but in case you can't go to that polling station because you're in a different part of the country or you're, you're, you do have to work or you're sick or something else, with that information where you have to go vote and that you can go vote and with that, that um, little piece of paper, you also get a form that you can request the mail-in vote. So you, you send that back to your to your local office, city hall, whatever, or you go there and pick it up and then you vote at home by mail and you put it in the, in the um, post box or you also just go to the next place where you can just hand it in by hand and it's fine. Like you you voted. It doesn't matter. You don't need to jump to any hoops or stuff. You just, yeah, you're sounds, over 18. Sounds you're <laughs> you, you you live in Germany. They know your address because they all would like you have to 
have a re register address in, in Germany, like the government knows where you live. They have to, otherwise it's not, not like it's illegal to not register where you live. But you get the mail, you get the little paper, you fill out all everything, you maybe get a mail and a ballot, or you just go on the day and vote. And that's it. There's no, no registering. There's You don't have to tell anyone what you vote. Like, is it honestly true that you register what what what, what you usually vote? You register once, unless you want to switch parties, or unless you want to change your what? address. What? what is the point of, of, of telling the government what you're going to vote? Why? That's just... Voting that's is public not... information. It doesn't matter. You don't have to tell them. They could just search it up. Registering voting history, and it pulls up. You like it's 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 public that's information. Not... It's public that, information. That's not the point of democracy. The point of democracy is that your that your vote is secret. You can't tell anybody who you voted, but after the fact, it's public information. You could just Google it. It's yeah, it's weird. I mean, I'm not an American citizen, so I don't vote. Um, I, I can tell you how the voting is in Bolivia. It's pretty similar to Germany. We do vote on Sundays too, because everyone is at home, right? And like, even if you're not, you're forced to basically stay at home because, you know, close, all business closed because you're like, okay, it's voting day. Everyone has to vote. Just stay home. And then after 6 p.m., then you can start. And then because everyone just walks to their polling station. It's usually school, but there are mm -hmm. schools closer by. So you just go to school there. Schools, churches, community centers. Uh, here is just schools you're assigned to. You do have to register when you turn 18. But as long as you vote, you know, every election and you don't have to read. Mm -hmm. I think if you haven't voted in like two or three election cycles, then you have to re register again because it's like, hey, why aren't you voting? Like, wh what's going on? Are you still in the country? You Have you moved? Like, kind of that. And, and, and just to people who have died so they can, like, be crossed off the list. It's like, there's a reason why you aren't voting. So we... <laughs> So you have to kind of re-register after a while. Um, but if you're voting every election, then you're set, yeah. basically. You just register once and then you're good to go. I think in the U.S. it's just because they have such hard, like, Republican and Democrats, you have to register for their primaries. Because you have to say, oh, I'm going to, I'm like part of the Democrat Democratic Party. So I got to vote in their primaries. But you yeah. can't vote yeah, in if, Republican parties for that. If you want to vote like in what, what I guess are primaries, then if you are a member of a party, of a political party, then of course they know that you're a member of the political party because you also pay money to that political party for being a member and stuff. But as a normal citizen who is not a member of a party, you, you just vote what you want to vote and nobody gets to know. Like unless you tell someone, the government has no idea what you voted for and they will not find out unless you tell them. And there's like, there's no legal way, like no, no way on the ballot to tell them. I mean, if you post who you voted for, it doesn't count. Like, no one needs, nobody can know. They just uh -oh. know if you voted Democrat or Republican, that's yeah, it, because you, you register for the party, at least yeah. in the US. That's how I, my understanding of it. Like, yeah. they, they they don't know exactly who you voted for in that party or in that. But election. they know the party. They know, like, right. oh, you voted right. if Republican. You're, if you, you were registered for the Republican Party, yeah, they can and then, tell. Oh, you and then people that. just go, because we, by the end of it, we only have two runner ups because everybody drops out so we only have two people by the end and they're like okay if you're democrat it's this person if it's republican it's this person because it doesn't really end up with like a big lineup because nobody lasts out until the end you don't and have then, to re-register for the general election do you i don't know no, how... unless oh, okay. you change information else you moved your house mm -hmm. or you want to switch parties or something else or whatever but basically you wake up early in the morning lines are long as ever uh, inside is very chaotic you go up to these people and they have these huge ass binders they're like, 
ID, last name, they flip through a bunch of papers, they find you, and then you go inside a booth and you click on a screen and then you go. Now here is with paper too. So you just go with a pencil and it's like, yeah, take no. your candidate and then return it. It's, and like you go with your ID. It's, it, I mean, it's easy because it's like everyone is at home. So you have the entire day to go vote whenever Our you feel like. It's, it's like a holiday here because it's a Sunday, right? So it's like people make <laughs> like barbecues and stuff like that. And it's like, because you're at home. What are you going to do at home? Like on a Sunday, just have fun, relax you know and then just go vote whenever you feel like it it's usually in the afternoon is better because everyone goes in the morning and they it can be a little bit of a line but yeah yeah it's tuesday. not it's not hard election day is a tuesday it's, it's actually fun here just because you're like oh, yes i'm i know i have to be home that day you know nobody has to expect me anywhere i'm gonna be home because it's election day yeah yeah it actually sounds pretty sweet i mean here every sunday is a day off because uh, like on, on sundays yeah you've told us but it's not magical it's not, so it's not it's not special on election day, but it's just like, you know, you just at some point during the day, you're just like, oh, yeah, right. I have to vote. So you, you go to the next thingy. And uh, as I said, I, I've, I've voted most of the time. I've voted in, in like the community center in the village I grew up. And then once in, in like a church near where I live during university. And otherwise, the other times I had to vote, I did it by mail because I was somewhere else during the oh, day. Oh, that reminded like, me. That's why you have to register here because you have to be like, oh, I live here and this is the closest school near yeah. me. So I want to register to vote too. to vote in that school yeah, that you yeah. know that that I can reach within like walking basically walking yeah. distance. So yeah, please yeah. sign me up there. Our well, here local school here you just you 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 register where you live. Like when you move, you register that you moved, and it has nothing to do with voting. It just it just you need to change your address um, and register in the in the town, city, whatever where you live. And so they just know where where to send you because they know where you live and when you get oh, the mail yeah here the mail is isn't like we don't have a mail system basically so like you have to tell the government otherwise they can like they won't send you things to your house we don't have a mail things in bolivia so yeah you have to actually go and tell them and if you don't tell them they don't know yeah, it's illegal if you don't tell them then and they find out that you didn't tell them then they you get in a lot of trouble like in america we don't have to tell them they already know I feel like it's just common knowledge. Well, yeah, because then you have to put your address and like license, yeah, driver's license there. and all that. Yeah. yeah, it's already there. I feel like... I I feel like it's just known. Like if somebody wants to find yeah, they could just like, figure so, it out. So say say you move, then you have to get your license changed. So it says the new address. Yeah. On it. And then it's already in the whatever system we call system very vaguely. And then Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and here like you go to change your address. And that's like officially changing your address is like a thing. And then while you do that, they also change the address. I think it, it doesn't even have our address on the driver's license because our driver's license isn't a form of ID. Basically, we just have oh. a physical ID that is also like as soon as you turn 16, you need an ID and you're supposed to always carry that with you. Obviously, nobody actually always carries it with you, but it just it's a bit different here. I know that lots of countries are not like that. And Germany is, is, is um, a bit different when it comes to the... Yeah, we do have national, to national IDs too national ideas here too that's better like than driver's license i feel like that's in in the u.s they have turned driver's licenses into like their ids their national ids and i'm like yeah no here you get a like yeah. an id card yeah well, you yeah, used to go to the bank and do official business state that's, that's id it. and your driver's not license. everyone drives here you know so i don't like, drive either if you don't drive mm -hmm. that there has to be a, a yeah, way for you to identify yourself and that's yeah. that's the way your driver's license could double as an id but your id can't double as a driver's license it's and i don't drive so i only have state id and your state ID sometimes it might not some some cops are jerks they see you from a different state <laughs> they'll treat you differently so yeah and also yeah that's the way it works it's interesting Anyways. to see the differences yeah definitely it's very interesting and we went on a very big 
tangent. I mean, it's related though. It's related. Politics, voting. voting. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god. Can't wait for us to get to the second half because the second half of the movie is actually it. It, it caught me off guard of how much I enjoyed it. It was so good. Before, I'm sorry. I have one more question for Angie. Um, in, in Bolivia, is there is it a two-party system or do you have multiple parties? Nah, it's a multiple party system. Like anyone who wants to can. Like I guess they just have to be a you know, find a party that is like that allows them to represent them, basically. But yeah, there's like usually five candidates. It generally comes down to two or three, right? Like the ones who get the most votes, but like in the actual ballot, you get like all five, six can however many can if there's 10 candidates all 10 of them you get even though you know two or three are the ones who will rack up most of the votes like but yeah you can have as many as you want there's not it's not a two-party system which i mean i find more refreshing (laughs) me too two-party system is is weird we definitely have a multiple party system as well but we don't actually vote for the candidates like for the candidate who's going to become the chancellor we vote for the party and then we vote like we can vote directly for Bundestagsabgeordnete, which are basically like what, congressmen. Congress people. Yeah, yeah basically Congress people. And then like the party who gets the most votes, then usually they have to form coalitions because it's never like one party who gets enough votes. You always have at least two parties together who form the, um, the, the, the government, basically. And then those two parties internally vote a chancellor and usually like. Of course, the big parties um, um, like have a candidate who's going to become chancellor if they become the strongest the strongest party. But you don't actually vote for the candidate to become chancellor. Like I didn't, I didn't vote for Olaf Scholz. I voted. I mean, I, I also would never. Uh, I, I didn't vote for the SPD because no. But I wouldn't have if I would have voted for the SPD. I wouldn't have voted for Olaf Scholz. I would have voted for the SPD, which yeah. I did not do. Interesting. I feel like, I feel like that's easier, but. I feel like it's more like a popularity contest over here. Like whoever people like more is going to win. We do vote for president. And then I think it's based like if the whoever gets elected, that's like 60% of the vote, let's say, or something like yeah, that. The then electoral based on vote. The- then based on that based on that percentage they get as many congress people in there but you don't vote for the actual congress people they they just get the ones appointed by them already but you have access to that like you have to or they the candidates would have already registered and said from each state who's going to be their congressman so you know who who they are but you're ultimately just voting for the president and based on whoever gets more votes that's how many congress people they're going to get in congress i think yeah. you vote for the local at the local level then yeah you get to pick uh, yeah who you got but yeah i gotta do more research for, for the upper upper level of congress in bolivia you you don't vote you just vote for the president and then whoever wins or gets more votes those are the your congress people you have two votes for each election and the one vote is just for the party you just vote one of the parties and then you have one where you directly vote a candidate who's going to go to to congress and it's if if like a, 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 each party like depending on how many people voted for them like get a certain amount of people they can get, get can send to congress and then the people inside their party who got the most direct votes definitely go and then the rest they, they have a list um and like depending on the list like the person on top of on top of the list will go first and then depending on how many people they get they prefer that they go down the list they they get to send to congress i don't think if that works over here because i feel like if the president wins they hand pick who comes with that they're like because yeah, the congress picks the president so well, not the president because we no, don't no, have because one, but... i feel like because the, the cabinet the president's cabinet the secretary the treasury the other one the other one i feel like they get chosen i mean yeah they're they're like they're listed but i feel like 
you get handpicked. I mean, I yeah, that's how it works here. The president's cabinet, he he appoints whoever's yeah. like, you know, press secretary, like yeah, minister that's... and all of that. Like, well, the equivalent, the secretaries in the US yeah. ministry, we call ministers here. But yeah, like the, that you can vote. Like it's whoever gets to be president, they pick their team, basically. You just have to well, be like, sure. here it's the other way around. You basically pick the team. I mean, you don't pick the roles for the team. You pick yeah. who's going to be on the team. They decide who is going to do what. And then they decide who's going to be president. Yeah. Because you do like have a, like a small vote. Like whoever becomes the Democratic Party, they get chosen because there's the government, governor, election, senator, whatever. And then whoever just ends up Democrat, you can get chosen. I have to figure out like exactly how to explain it because I just know what I have to do. What everyone else has to do, I have no idea. The electoral yeah, college and the electoral that. whatever vote, it's like it's very confusing. And in a few states, the electoral college is the confusing thing because I'm like, whoever gets the most votes, they should win. Yeah. Like that's because how it works. It's like Why the majority because every that's state insane. has a certain amount. Like California only. That's like- insane. That's like. An arbitrary number you're giving states. I'm like, why? You know, based on population, based on population. Bullshit. If more of most of the population are voting one candidate, should they should be the ones winning? How is that a how is that a democracy? Listen, (laughs) I don't know how it works. I'm just America is not not a true democracy. I'm really sorry, but it's not. No one's surprised. We claim to have a democracy when we had slaves. Okay, nobody nobody is saying it's real. It's all fake. I mean, here I think it also depends on how many people you have in, in, in a state how many people they send to congress but like it doesn't every state like sends people from every what's it called from every party not just like they, they don't have to put yeah. all of their people in one party that would oh be yeah so same weird. here same here it's based on population too the fact that you send like three congressmen versus you know two but that's not like they don't get to decide who's the president yeah. <laughs> like that's just the it's like, ma- majority of the population votes and that's it let's say like one state sends i don't know 10 um, congress people then they don't send 10 congress people from the spd because the spd was the strongest uh, political party they send like a percentage of the 10 people who have are the same percentage as people voted for the spd and then they send people from the cdu and from the grüne and the green party and stuff and so like like the 10 people are spread out over the entire political political parties they're just not like oh yeah so um more people voted for the spd than for everybody else so all 10 congress people are from the spd that would that's just that's that that doesn't happen so interesting to hear how it works i kind of like the way it works over there but having people congress the president with a lot of republicans around i don't want to chance that because well even... i mean it's not quite like they pick like before they go like when we had the last election where um, Olaf Scholz was became the new chancellor it wasn't that they could have chosen somebody like it was definitely going to be Olaf Scholz if the SPD had the most votes but we like we didn't vote for Olaf Scholz and and, and since it's it's the um, party like I don't know how much you know about German politics and what it looks like right now we have currently a coalition of three parties we have the SPD the Green Party and the FDP. And so since the SPD had the most votes, they got to, to like use their candidate, who was Olaf Scholz. Otherwise, it would have, um, I think, it, oh God, I honestly, I forgot who, who who it would have been if it would if the Green Party would have gotten the most votes. But it's it's yeah. you still don't directly vote for them. But they also it's more like they they do pick the, the, the chancellor, but they don't really like 
they don't have a choice. Oh yeah, I get that. If that makes sense. I learned a lot today. <laughs> we all did. Okay, um, should we talk any more about Red, White, and Royal Blue? Or should we do that in the next um, episode and wrap up now? Wait, wait. I, I don't think this. I think because we reached Texas and then we talked about voting. So uh, I feel like, no, I want to save everything for later. <laughs> yeah, we're good. Okay, so we decided to do the rest of the movie in the next episode, which uh, hopefully is going to be next week. But I'm going to go ahead and not promise anything because we know each other and we know ourselves and life gets in the way. But yeah, look forward to next week or maybe two weeks from now when we talk about the rest of the movie. If you want to contact us, you can find us on Instagram and Tumblr as Rerouting Network and on Twitter as Rerouting Netpod. You can also email us at reroutingnetwork at gmail.com and of course you can rate and review us on iTunes, Spotify and any other podcast platforms that allow that. We would love to hear from you no matter if it's questions, feedback, topic suggestions or your thoughts on any of the things we cover. Tell your friends! Tell your friends!